Alrighty, welcome on in to the Intern Allen Show. <clears throat> Episode, I think 20, could be 21, don't remember. It is 9.57 Wednesday night, November 29th. Uh, Pod took a week off for Thanksgiving. I was traveling. It was Thanksgiving. Um, so we got a couple weeks of each of the things to sort of wrap up on. I'll talk about both Vikings games, obviously, both Vikings losses. Um, instead of looking at all the NFL games, I'll just look at, like, standings and stuff like that. Comment on every team that way. Um, make some predictions for sort of the stretch run here. Um, two weeks of Wolves play. They still rock. Um, a little bit of twin stuff, maybe. College football. Interesting things happening. Pack show. Um, might have a post game, might not. Don't know. Probably going to be finishing recording this tomorrow morning. So if I have a post game tomorrow morning, I will have to do one. But I think there's going to be a lot to get to anyway. Um, but yeah, let's start with the Vikings. They um, stink again. Um, so um, let's start with the Broncos game um, last week. As I said, going into it, it'll be a nice little test for the Vikings. The Broncos have been playing really well. They won again this past week, so it's now like five games in a row, I think, or four games in a row, something like that. Very similar to, like, similar sort of um, trajectory of the season to the Vikings, where it started out bad, wasn't looking great, sort of things were broken, and then all of a sudden winning a bunch in a row. Um, and so in that way, it made sense that the Vikings and the Broncos was always going to be a very, very close game. Um we, the offense, like, obviously, like, the main theme of this part of the episode is that Josh Dobbs is who he thought he was, you know? Um, I don't want to take credit for this, because obviously it sucks, but um, I said after he played well that one game that didn't mean anything, <laughs> and that he might be even worse, or he might be a worse player, even once he's... Um, more used to the playbook just because the, everybody else would be more used to him as well. The same exact thing happened in Arizona where first couple of weeks in Arizona, he had just gotten there at the end of camp. Um, just gotten there at the end of camp and um, played not bad the first three weeks of the season maybe. Um, and then sort of became a bad quarterback, a bad NFL quarterback. Um, we got three halves, which is fun, which is cool, which is great. It was, it was exciting while it was happening. Um, and maybe, you know, he's makes the adjustment now with a couple weeks, you know, I think we have a buy and then I should probably know that we have a buy, right? Did I make that up with the buy and, um, Extra few practices. Maybe he makes some adjustments too that um, counters the adjustments they've been making to him. I'm not an extra to know this guy, so I don't know exactly what's happening. But um, it felt like a guy that couldn't make a mistake if he tried the first four uh, first four quarters and 
that's counting, um, well, I guess the first five quarters of his, what am I saying? The first game and a half, who cares? Um, for a guy who couldn't, couldn't make a mistake, um, just everything he was doing, getting away, running out of sacks that we thought he was going to get, you know, destroyed by running for first downs, running for touchdowns, throws on the run, like everything that was just, we're like, who is this guy? Like, where'd he come from? All this other stuff. Um, the last two games and really two and a half games, it's gotten kind of the opposite where, I mean, certainly this last game, it felt like a mistake would happen every time he threw the ball. Four picks is obviously not good. It's horrible. Um, and then also, as uh, Loon Mush put it, he's an elite-level ball knower. Um, the miss of Jordan Addison on the sideline, throwing him out of bounds, is just as bad as a pick because, you know, that would have been a touchdown. We eventually scored that touchdown, so, like, maybe not quite. But it's really still a really bad mistake. Um, yeah, I, I going forward... Dobbs is probably going to still stink. I don't really know. I think um, if he can be, like, slightly below average, this team still has a chance to make a a playoff um, game. I don't think they're winning. If If they make the playoffs, it's because there's not enough good teams in the NFC. And one of these teams totally doesn't belong, and it's the Vikings, and then they're going to get pumped by uh, probably the Niners in uh, well, card weekend. Um, if that's that's the type of scenario I'm seeing where we make the playoffs, um, I think two Dobbs games in, it was feeling like, wow, this team is actually like really good. Like we lost a quarterback, and we're still really good. Um, that's how it felt before Kirk got injured too. But um, I think that feeling is a little bit gone, at least for me, at least for me. Um, Again, um, the Broncos were a good team. We knew they were a good team. It was a close game, but at the end of the game, you really saw some of those limitations just in terms of moving the ball down the field once a good defense has kind of got a game worth of experience with my guy. It it didn't didn't look pretty. Um, And then this past game i'll re actually let, let me read through some notes for the first game i didn't take any notes for second game because it was like two nights ago um <laughs> Lou schmidt wants to talk about ryan wright that was one of the notes i had uh during the broncos game um that um i i texted the loon chat this past um week when we punted in that one spot to give the ball back um and Ryan Wright kicked it like if he would have kicked this in straight out of the end zone, it would have been better. Um, but he <laughs> kicked it to like the 22 out of bounds, like just not a not a good punt. And it, when you uh, um, choose to not go for it in that situation, I don't remember what situation, unfortunately. That's why I should have taken notes. Um, when you go for it in that, or when you punt in that situation, choose to not go for it in that situation. Um, you're really banking on your punter to put down inside the 10 and he downed it inside the 23 or something like that. So that sucked. Um, let me find this. Was it right before the last drive that ended up losing us the game? 
Is that correct? Yeah. Yes, it was right before the last drive that ended up losing us the game. So after the after the Justin Fields fumble with two minutes left or so, we get the ball at the Chicago 43. So we get the ball in Chicago territory. Three minutes left. Um, just got to get a couple. Well, you don't really. Just make something happen. Add points. You don't have to go that far before you're in field goal range. Alexander Madison up the middle for zero yards. Alexander, Mineral, Alexander Madison right tackle for zero yards. For one yard, I guess. Sorry. Um, and then an incomplete pass. Or a completed pass for negative one yards. From the 43... With two minutes and 36 seconds left, we punt, and it goes to the 22. I mean, it's just a – when you punt in that situation, you're counting on good field position. You're absolutely counting on it, and Ryan Wright did not deliver it. Um, so we do need to talk about Ryan Wright. Um, based on this week and last week, he stinks. I haven't been paying attention to him before then, but I'm in the boat of he stinks until proven otherwise. Um just kind of all over the place. Apologies for the loon listeners. Um, we were low-key pounding the rock against the Broncos, so I was happy about that in the first half. Um, felt like the felt like the um, play calling was a bit off, where we're moving the ball but not getting first downs. That's how I felt at the time. Um, ended up kind of being that way because we didn't have enough points to win the game. Um, let me remind myself of the score of that game 21 to 20 let me just check um some team stats here yeah i mean we out this is credit to me for perceiving this while it was happening um we outgained them by 90 yards and lost we ran 70 plays to their 52 um we're just, I mean, we played we offensively, had more yards, um, and ran for 175, which is great. But it just felt like in certain key moments, things just didn't click. And then um, there were multiple times I remember where I was like, I would have just loved to run up the middle here for one yard. Instead, we're passing, and it's just uh, um, unlike a third down pickup or something. Um, there's just a lot of those moments where it's like, oh, why are we running here? Oh, why are we passing here? And so I, you know, it didn't quite click for me a lot of those times. And obviously I'm no fucking expert, but just, um, watching, that's how I felt. And ended up, I mean, losing the game, even though I outgained them by nearly hundred yards. So whatever, I'm not saying I'm genius, but I think there was something there. Um, I wrote that DJ Wanham is good. True. I believe that. Um, Ty Chandler was one for two on important blitz pickups. Had a really, really good one in the first quarter and a really, really not good one um, on a Josh Dobbs pick late in the game. Um, I wrote that it felt like a Zimmer team, like a Mike Zimmer team, um, where every time the offense was on the field, I was scared and every time that the defense was on the field i was like amped and like excited which is how all the like like how the case keenum team felt um how some of the zimmer teams felt um where you're like less anxious when the defense is on the field than when the offense is on the field which 
the fact that I felt anything like that at any point in this year, um, the way this defense was expected to play and the way our offense was expected to play is crazy. But that's how I felt. Um, yeah, uh, I love um, Ivan Pace Jr. That's not new, but I made that note here. Um, I wrote the clock has hit midnight, and that was in re- reference to Josh Dobbs. Um, the Cinderella thing happened, and now it's over, and he's back into a pumpkin. Um, similar thoughts, obviously, about Josh Dobbs in the um, Chicago game. The thing about the Vikings in Chicago is that we always just play the shittiest games of all time, or at least that's how it's been recently. Um, but they aren't as bad as we think they are. It was like, oh, the Bears are 0-3 or whatever. But sneaky, they're, in the past two months, they've been like a bang average team. Um, yeah, the Bears started out 0-4. But they've won four games since then, so that means they're 4-4. Four and four. In the sense that being four and eight, I guess. Um, the defense is good. It's it's legitimately good. Um, and um, I don't know. Like the offense is obviously not really, really not good. Um, to turn over the Vikings four times, if it might even be more than that. I don't remember if we fumbled or not. Yeah, to turn us over four times and only win by two points. And really be trailing for much of the game was kind of crazy. Or not much of the game. Um, but trailing late with Vikings really in a good position. Um, having turned the ball over four times. It was crazy. It was it was crazy. Um, the offense is really, really bad. But the defense is, is um, probably not equally as good. But they are a really good defense. And when <laughs> we have a backup quarterback playing like a backup quarterback for once. Um, a really good defense is enough to sort of make the difference. Um, we had 242 total yards, and they had 317. So um, we turned the ball over four times, had fewer total yards, had fewer first downs, and still lost. Or and still only lost by two, sorry. Um Less time of possession, all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, don't, I, I mean, it's crazy. Really, that only, um, like, the only big play that Justin Fields made was, like, on that last drive, that big, like, uh, gash down the middle to Darnell Mooney um, was, like, the only big play they made all game. Um, and never they never scored a touchdown, I think, is the big difference, obviously, in the game. Um, or why it was so close, I guess, is I think gotten to plus territory four times and four field goals um yeah really frustrating game i think we suck again let me check out the schedule we get it we get justin jefferson back we get him a week to work with dobbs hopefully um but then raiders Bengals, lions packers lions which, by the way, the Packers are good again, which that sucks. Um, maybe count on a win against the Raiders, but that's not exactly easy um, the way they've been playing right now. I feel like they're very similar to us. Um, maybe count on a win against the Bengals because they're playing a backup quarterback. And we should for sure have J.J. back by then, I think. 
I think he maybe has to be back by then, uh, based on when he was activated from IR. Lions, two games against the Lions, I feel like we can split, and I feel like splitting that game might be what, splitting those two games might be required for us to get in the playoffs. Packers, I think we could win or lose um, that game. At home, we usually split against them, but uh, and we beat them earlier, so we'll see. Um, I think probably need three out of the next five. That put us at um, put us at nine and eight, which it probably is enough to get in in the in the NFC. I think it would be. Um, but I'll break down uh, all the conference, both conferences, in a little bit here. Um, team has to play better on offense, full stop. Um, I mentioned like a month ago that the offensive line was, um, playing better. I have not seen that the past two weeks. They seem to have sort of turned back into what they were. Um, actually decent against the Broncos, especially in the run game. Um, Josh is in some pressure later quite a bit. He does the thing a lot where he, like, runs backwards and is like, oh, I'm going to fix this in, like, some big way, which, like, if you watch football, especially in the NFL, no good quarterback does that. Like, there's not one quarterback that runs backwards out of the pocket consistently and is good. Like, it's, like, one of the telltale signs that a guy sucks is when he does that. And Josh Dobbs does that, and it's just like, oh, gosh, this this is bad. Um, it's like the Zach Wilson special. Also, Jalen Hurts used to do it and doesn't do it anymore, and that's like a huge difference by why he's not shit anymore. Um, and actually really good. Um, it's when you learn how to step up instead of just like running away backwards and losing yards. Because like your NFL defensive linemen are fast, and to run backwards and try to turn around and try to get back to the line of scrimmage or throw the ball in the run, like it's impossible. Um, and Josh has been doing that a lot, and it's not good. Um, Got to stop it. Um, and that's one thing where I was like, oh, I used to get pissed at Kirk for just like standing there and taking sacks, but it's better than running backwards. Um, yeah, I feel like, let's look at the standings, just for the North specifically, um, or for the Vikings specifically. Second in the North right now, two games back, or two and a half, I suppose. So we're down two in the win and down three in the loss. I we're not winning the division. I'll tell you that for free. Um, only a half game up of the Packers. If they win this week, we are even with the Packers with it all to play for. Um, with five games left. Um, let me see who they play. They play the Chiefs. So hopefully that's an L for the Packers. That would actually be huge for us. Who did I play the entire rest of the year? Chiefs, L. Uh, Giants probably a W. Bucks probably a W. Panthers for sure a W. Vikings okay, we might be fucked. We might be fucked. The Packers could win like legitimately if they beat us and the Bears, which they probably still will. They could close five and one. That would be bad. That would be bad. Um, okay, well now I'm upset. Um. We're not gonna. We're gonna pretend that didn't happen. We gotta win. We gotta win that game. We gotta win that game against Packers. We gotta win it bad. Um, 
God, I don't want the Packers to be in the playoffs this year. I thought I didn't have to worry about them. That sucks. Um, but yeah, we control our own destiny. We need better quarterback play. Absolutely need better quarterback play. Um, the defense isn't the problem we thought it was. And I do think JJ coming back will help, even though Josh Dobbs had his best games and the offense was like crazy good for no reason when JJ was gone. Um, we need him back. The way we've played the last two games, um, especially passing the ball, um, we really need a shot in the arm from the best wide receiver in the game. So hopefully that happens. Um, let's talk about the um, NFL as a whole. So instead of going through games, as I said, I'll just go through the conference standings. Um starting with the NFC and then going to the AFC um, for talk about how they're ranked and see what's up here. All right, so currently the playoff teams in the National Football Conference are... <coughs> they're not that. They are. Philly at the one seed is 10-1. and one. Second place... We have San Francisco at 8 and 3, Detroit third also 8 and 3. Must be a tiebreaker thing, I don't know. Dallas also Wait, what the fuck? Dallas should be currently be the 5 seed, that's right. Dallas should be the 5 seed at 8 and 3, but they have the third second tied for the second best record. Atlanta would be the 4 seed at 5 and 6 just simply because they are leading the NFC South right now. Seattle is six seed at six and five. We are the seven seed at six and six. Being seven and five and being in the six seed would be huge for us right now. We didn't win against the Bears. Um, so look at the teams like close to that, and we have Green Bay five and six, Rams five and six, New Orleans five and six. Um, so I'm going to do a little bit. I don't know how this is actually going to go. I think I'm going to make a little bit of like a pre or like two thirds of the way season in like predictions, um, which are probably really easy to make. But um, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to have the bye. Um, they're very good. They're a good football team, obviously. Um, I think there's a lot of questions out there from like, the sort of football world in general about whether they're great or whether they're as good as they were last year, but they haven't lost other than to the Jets, which makes no sense. But they've barely lost, um, and they just seem to, like, every time they're in a close game against a good team, they just do what it takes to win. Whether you think the Bills are good or not this year, um, which they really aren't, um, when Josh Allen is playing well and the team is humming, like, they're a tough opponent, and that's who they beat just this past week. Um with Jalen Hurts making play after play after play on those two touchdown drives at the end of the game. Um, that really, like, you know, I mean, obviously that's why they won, and it just, it's a re- representation of sort of this team is just kind of all year made the plays. And when there's a team that's all year made the plays, you're like, okay, maybe they're just good, or maybe they just sort of made the plays. At a certain point, do they stop just making the plays? I don't know. As I've said before on this podcast, the Eagles just win, and that's all they do. So, they're going to win. <clears throat> you need some water. Or some Sprite, as it were.
Um, all right. So back. As for the two seed, I think San Francisco will keep that two seed. They play the Eagles, I think, this week, right? Did I make that up? I don't know why I'm talking like that. I do have a little bit of cold from uh, traveling, and it was cold in New York and all this stuff, but, um, you know, still potting, obviously. Yeah, Niners play the Cardinals, and <laughs> the Niners are three-point favorites on the road, which is insane to me. Um but I guess, I mean, the Niners are fully back, and they had those three weeks for the last three games in a row. That was very un, unusual and uncanny, but um, they are all the way back, and they think they'll easily be the two seed. They could easily be the one seed as well, um, but Philly would have to lose a couple, which I just don't think is really going to happen. Um, depending on who Dallas has to play the rest of the way, they do have to play the Eagles. They do have to play the Dolphins, which they beat badly, which they might be badly. The Dolph- well, Dolphins Cowboys feels like a can't beat good teams off both of them. Um, but anyway, either Detroit or Dallas will be. Or Dallas will have to be the five seed. It doesn't matter what Dallas's record is unless they beat fit unless they're better than Philly. Dallas will have to be the five seed. So Detroit will inherently be the three seed. Um. And then the sixth and the seventh seed really could be any of Seattle, Minnesota, Atlanta, Green Bay, Rams, and New Orleans. Any of those teams could get there out of those teams. I think the pack. The problem is if the Packers play the way they've played the last like three weeks, and the way their schedule looks, I think they're the best team left out of that group. Hopefully they just lose really badly to the Chiefs. I don't know. But they beat the Rams by 17. I think that was with Brett Rippon, so maybe that's not it. Um, but yeah, the Packers are 4-1 and one since they lost to us. Um, Jordan Love looks good. And they play the Giants, the Bucks, the Panthers, and the Bears the rest of the way. Including, why well, they also play us and they also play the Chiefs. But, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, that game against us, week 17, could be for way more than I would have hoped it would have been three weeks ago. Um, damn, dude, when we like won four games in a row, and um, or three games in a row, we did one when we had won three games in a row and Kirk was still healthy and the Packers were complete dog shit. God, that was sick. That felt good. I was like, okay, this team, like, we're, we're back. Like, this team could be all right, whatever. And the Packers are bad. We don't have to worry about them. They're one of the worst teams in football. Since that's happened, the Packers have hardly lost. And, like, our entire team has gotten injured. Um, well, mostly Kirk Cousins has gotten injured. And Josh Dobbs was electric and then not electric. All of that happened. But, like, Jordan Love has gradually been playing really, really well this year, and I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm officially scared. So I think the Packers, like, I th- Seattle's been playing badly, but I think they'll probably hang on, to one, hang on to one of these spots. I think the Packers might beat us for a spot in the playoffs. That's how I'm very afraid of that. I think if they don't, then we do. I don't trust Atlanta at all. I don't think the Rams are good enough, but they also might be. 
I think New Orleans is for sure out. The rest of the teams don't really matter. Um, I should mention, I'm just looking at the rest of the teams in the NFC. The Tommy DeVito thing has happened since I podcasted. That He's all of a sudden become a, a decent quarterback. Um, he's not. He's played like the two worst teams in the league. But... Um, you know, it'll be fun when Tommy DeVito's like 50 to be like, yeah, I won two NFL games. That'll be fun for him. And so I'm happy for him for that, I guess. Um, that's the Tommy DeVito thing. Also, I'm sure he means more to like people who are Italian and like from New Jersey or whatever, but like nothing about the like Italian New Jersey. Like, I don't, I don't get the point. Like, like, I don't know. I don't get it. Like, he shakes his hand, he's like, Ugh. and it's like, okay, cool. Like, I don't, I don't know if there's, like, supposed to be a thing there. Like, I get that, I know that there's supposed to be, but I don't, like, know why there is. Like, who cares that you're Italian? I don't know. Like, Tommy DeVito's not that weird of a name to me. Okay, you're, like, we get it, you're Italian. Josh Dobbs doesn't have any fucking hair, that's way funnier. Why don't we do, why don't we do that? Why don't we talk about that? I don't know, whatever. Um, uh, yeah, all the teams on the bottom obviously suck. Um, but yeah, all right, here's the official, here's the official predictions. Philly one seed, Niners two seed, Detroit three seed. Right now, I didn't even talk about how the NFC South, like, they can just stink and they're going to win the division. I think Atlanta the four seed, I forgot that we don't have to beat them. Atlanta, the four seed. I'm going to give... Oh, gosh. I don't know. I think Green Bay... I think Green Bay makes it. I think I think they do. I don't... I just... The way their schedule looks, I think they do. I'm going to give Green Bay the six seed. And then I give us the seven seed. Just because I feel like I have to throw us in just for my mental health. Looking at the Seahawks schedule the rest of the way, they'd be the only other team that I think is likely to be in there. Cowboys, they lose that game. Niners, they lose that game. Eagles, they lose that game. Titans, they win that game. Steelers, they might fucking lose. And Cardinals. So they might, like, they have six wins right now. They might only get to eight. They might get to nine, but they might only get to eight. They'd have to beat the Titans, Steelers, and Cardinals to finish the year, probably. Because they're for sure losing the Cowboys, for sure losing the Niners, for sure losing the Eagles. Not for sure the Cowboys. I should say that's always... Cowboys are always liable to lose to a team that's not completely dog shit. That game is tomorrow night, so that's actually an interesting one. Um, But yeah, have them missing the playoffs right now. That's my official prediction, I guess. Two NFC North teams... Three NFC North teams make it in. Look at us. Division of Champions. Um, (coughs) I'm dying. Nobody coughs more on their podcast than me. Um, all right. Standings. Conference. AFC. Right now, Baltimore is the one seed at 9-3. Kansas City, I almost said KFC. KC is the two seed at 8-3. Jacksonville, three seed at 8-3, having lost to the Chiefs. Miami, three seed, four seed at 8-3. For some reason, I don't remember the tiebreaker. Let me look. I think there's a way to see that, actually. Strength of schedule is the tiebreaker. 
Pittsburgh is the five seed at seven and four. Cleveland is the six seed at seven and four. Indy is currently in the playoffs at six and five. Indy is six and five. That's unbelievable. Teams hanging around in the hunt, whatever. Um, Houston six and five. Denver six and five. Buffalo six and six. Cincinnati five and six. Las Vegas at five and seven is probably out. Out. Um, okay. And then it goes. L.A. Chargers four and seven. Tennessee four and seven. New York Jets four and seven. At 13, 14, 15. and then New England Patriots at sixteen. Two and nine. Holy shit. Um, they suck. Um, I don't feel like there's a complete team in the AFC. And maybe it's just because they play each other in like top to bottom. The AFC is better than the NFC right now. And certainly one through nine or whatever. But I feel like both the Eagles and the Niners are a complete team. And I don't know if I can say that about Baltimore. I don't know if I can say it about Kansas City. And I don't certainly can't say it about Jacksonville, who's third right now. Now, Miami hasn't really beaten anybody really, really good. Um, it's interesting. I it's, it's weird. I think the two best teams in football are in the NFC, but the next, like overall, the best conference is the AFC pretty clearly. Um, so it's hard to be like, oh, this team is going to get the bye. Because um, Casey's only a half game back of first place right now. Um, interesting. Okay. Um, let's check schedule. Let's check the schedule before I pick a winner. The Ravens play the Rams, Jags, Niners, Dolphins, Steelers. A lot of playoff teams in that. Why can't I go back? Oh, did not want to do that. Oh. Oh, did not want to do that. Conference. The Chiefs play the Packers, Bills, Patriots, Raiders, Bengals, Chargers. Okay, so the Chiefs are going to win. Chiefs are going to have the bye, is what that tells me. Because um, they should beat the Packers. They should beat the Bills. But they always beat the Bills, but who knows still. Um... They're beating the Patriots, they're beating the Raiders, they're beating the Bengals, they're beating the Chargers. Um, so I, that tells me that Kansas City is going to be the one seed. I think Baltimore is the two seed still. I think they're a good football team. I think they're really, really good. Um, they have a lot of really good wins this year, and I think both the offense and defense are playing at a very high level, which you can't honestly say about many teams in the league where offense and defense are both, like, really good. Um, say they about Philly, say they about San Francisco, kind of say they about Detroit, but they've gotten gashed a couple last few weeks. Um, you can kind of say it about Kansas City, but I don't know if I trust the receivers. But it is Patrick Mahomes, so you never count them out type thing. Um, but, yeah, I think the big knock against Kansas City is that you don't trust the receivers. And if they take away – defense takes away Travis Kelsey, there's not a whole lot going. Um, and it's looked very, like, dysfunctional at times offensively in a way that it hasn't really ever. Win differential, or point differential-wise, Baltimore's plus 137 on the year, and KC is plus 75. That's interesting. Let's check it out for the NFC. San Francisco is plus 140 in the year. Dallas is plus 162 at 8-3. and three. 
Um, Philadelphia is only plus 64. It's plus 64. That's kind of speaks to what I was talking about where I don't know if they're great because that point differential is not particularly impressive. Um, but, you know, point differential is sometimes misleading. Like, Miami's is plus 88, and they had a 50-point win in there. So, like, I take out that, and we're like, it's a lot more confusing about who Miami is. But, <clears throat> God. Um, all right. I'll do Kansas City 1, Baltimore 2, Jacksonville. I don't know if they – I think Miami gets 3, depending on how they play the rest of the way. They'll kill the Commanders. They'll kill the Titans. They'll kill the Jets. They'll probably lose to the Cowboys. They'll then Ravens and Bills finish the year. That's really interesting. We're really going to tune into that to see how good the Vikings are. Or not the Vikings, the Dolphins are. Um, the last three weeks of the season. Um Jacksonville schedule, I assume they have to play AFC South teams, which could be beneficial <laughs> to them, although not as much as in the past. Um, I have to play the Bengals, Browns, Ravens, Bucks, Panthers, Titans. Bucks, Panthers, Titans is a great way to end it. I think they will end up getting the three seed simply just because of who they don't have to play to end the season, whereas Miami will have to play better teams. Um, after that, it's like... Who, who's five through nine in this in this conference? This could be like all those teams could be flipped around. Um, and even Buffalo sitting there at 10. Um, Pittsburgh is hilarious how good they are and how good their record is. Um, just being not a very good football team. They're minus 23 in point differential and they're seven and four. They've barely moved to football. Um, <laughs> they keep winning games. I think that kind of runs out, and I think the Cleveland DTR thing runs out because it's just it's just not great at the moment. Like, he's not a good player. Like, he won a football game, but, like, they don't really have a quarterback. Pittsburgh doesn't really have an offense. Um, I think Denver, at 6-5 and five and ninth right now, easily sneaks into the playoffs the way they're playing right now and the pieces they have in place. Now, it's Russell Wilson, who's... Like, who, what do we know about him right now? But he's playing well right now, and Sean Payton is coaching well right now. So I think I take them over Pittsburgh and Cleveland, and they're only a game back of those teams. Um, Indianapolis is like, what the fuck? Like, how are they even here? Houston is good and talented, and I love CJ Stroud, has been, which has been very well documented on this program, but they're just young and new and... Losing game like they lost to the Jaguars today. Jaguars are a good team, but talent-wise, they're probably, even with the Jaguars, but that's the type of game that they're going to lose just because they haven't been there as much. Um, Jaguars are, like, maybe a year ahead in terms of that, like, maturity, um, especially at the quarterback position. But, I don't know. I, I like, I really want Houston to be able to playoffs. But um, I think Buffalo's out. Cincinnati's out now because their quarterback's gone. And then the rest, they all suck. Um Buffalo just can't put it together. If they put it together for two games more than they did this year, they're easily in the playoffs and nobody wants to play them. But they just they can't put it together. And now they're six and six. Have to get to ten wins probably. Cause I don't see nine wins getting in in the AFC because there's too many good teams. I don't know. Let's check out their schedule. They play the Chiefs, lost Cowboys, lost Bills, 
Patriots, Dolphins. They need to beat either. Need to go four and one. They need, be, need to either need to beat the Chiefs or the Cowboys to the Bills um, to make the playoffs. Which I just don't. See, I just don't see it happening. They haven't been good all year. And at a certain point, when your team isn't good all year, they're just not good. Um, let's check out Houston's schedule. Broncos. That's a huge game this Sunday. Actually, it'll be fun to watch. Um, Jets. They should win. Titans should win. Browns should win with DTR. Um, Titans should win. Colts should win. I don't know anything about the Colts. I don't know why they're good. Um, just Gardner Minshew keeps being a thing. Or there's so many bad teams in the NFL that the Colts just have gotten to six wins. It's very, very, very possible. Um, so pretty soft schedule for the Texans. Huge game this week against the Broncos. Um, so, all right. Official predictions. I've said a lot of things. Um, Baltimore 1, KC 2, Jacksonville 3, Miami 4. That all stays exactly how it is right now. Just kidding. I said KC was at 1. KC 1, Baltimore 2, Jacksonville 3, Miami 4. I think Denver is the 5 seed. Because I just, I, I like the way the team is playing football. Um, and I think, like, pedigree quarterback-wise, they're ahead of everybody else. I think Houston is the 6. And I think Pittsburgh hangs on to the seven. It will be a, like a hilarious team to watch in a playoff game. Probably get fucking pumped by the Ravens or whoever they play, but um, or if it's the Chiefs, they'll get pumped by them. <laughs> but imagine like Steelers Ravens playoff game after the Ravens already lost this year, and it's a it's a rivalry game, and Pittsburgh really doesn't deserve to be there because the team like doesn't have an offense. That'd be crazy. It'd be kind of fun. It'd be very fun. Um, also, they might have an offense now because Matt Canada was fired, and so we'll see. Um, so that would leave Indy, Cleveland, Buffalo, Cincinnati out, and then all the all the really shitty teams out. That's my prediction. Um, also, um, Super Bowl prediction. Thinking about it on the fly here, but I'm gonna plant my flag. Is it, is it so basic to say San Francisco? Is that, like, so basic? I just think they're the best football team. I'm saying San Francisco. I don't care. I don't care. Sue me. Big game Kyle Shanahan, though. He kind of sucks. 28-3. to Not a good history there. Um, I'm still saying San Francisco. They're the better football team. All right. That's the NFL. Um... A little sip of my Sprite, and we'll talk about Wolves. So I haven't watched a lot of basketball the last weeks. Full disclosure. Following along with the Wolves, but haven't watched a lot of games. So, I, you know, keep in mind, um, that's where I'm coming from. We're good. We're sick as fuck. I mean, <laughs> we're the one seed. I think the last time we spoke, we lost three games. Now we've lost four. That's only, you know, one more. And we racked up a bunch of wins in there. No team has lost fewer games in the entire NBA than us. Celtics have played one more game. They're 14-4. We're at 13-4. and Um... 
We're the number one seed in the West. We're the best defensive team in the league by far. And it's almost like his, like I saw some X earlier about how like just saved it and actually thought about what it said. But it said something about how um, like numbers wise, it's not a historically great defense, but simply because like NBA is like way higher scoring now than it was. But like compared to the rest of the league where the Wolves are at in certain defensive metrics right now is like as far ahead of the rest of the league as any other team has ever been type of thing. So relative to where the league is at right now, so far, like historically really, really good, historically great defense, defensive team. Um, some like advanced smart person defensive metric for like perimeter defending had Jaden McDaniels ranked first. And then we all know that Rudy Gobert has been playing incredibly, incredibly well right now. Um, talked about him at the last pod. That's all continued. He's playing out of his mind every night on X. There's how did Rudy defend this? And he's like blocking like three dudes, like running around from, you know, the left wing three pointer to the paint to then the top of the key. It's just like defending like three different dudes, getting two different blocks on one play like that. It's just shit like that. Like it's seemingly happening every night and it's incredible um, to watch. I've won beef though. And it's not even with the Timberwolves. I, just, I have nothing to beef with the Timberwolves at all. On. There's, like, they're playing really fucking well. Anthony Edwards is a star. He'll be back. He's fine. He got a little hip thing. He landed on the hip hard. It's not like a, it's a little bone injury. It's not like a tissue injury that's going to be a problem at all. Um, he's like already like, the fact that he's not probably not going to play against Utah in their next game, which I think is tomorrow. Um, He's probably not going to play tomorrow against Utah, but the fact that they're saying he's probably not going to play means that, like, they're going game by game with this. So, like, he could be back on Saturday. Um, Mike Conley is sick, too. Like, this, like the team is well-built. We have a star, and we're really good at defense. That's, like, a playoff type of... That's not a make the playoffs. That's not a get into the playoffs. That's, like, a... Which, obviously, it isn't, like, we're the one seed. We hopefully should not be worried about getting into the playoffs... Knock on wood, the way we're playing so far. Um, but, like, that is, like, a win-in-the-playoffs type of mentality. Because in the playoffs, defense ratchets it up, being really good at defense, getting away with a little bit more because they call the whistle a little bit less. That's the type of shit that works. Well-rounded. Really good bench, too. Mike Conley experienced. And we have a star. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm feeling really good. So my beef, that was all, I was all, I was, that was all a preamble to my beef. My beef is like, why are we out of the in-season tournament? Like we lost one game in the in-season tournament. We're out. We're the best team in the fucking league. How are we out of the in-season tournament? It makes no sense. Um, I don't think I've talked about the in-season tournament on this pro on this program, but I like it. So I'm not going to be like, oh, the in-season tournament is stupid. Oh, the courts are dumb. Blah. Like, I think that it's cool. Like, the fact that it's a regular season game is good. Um, and it's just, like, sort of an extra thing to play for, an extra little interest for the beginning of the season. Like, I don't see why it would, like, there's anything wrong with it. I don't see there being anything wrong with it. But 
just let 16 teams, the league is how many teams deep? 30 teams? Let's 16 teams into the fucking knockout stage of the in-season tournament. Why is it only eight? We lost one group stage game and we're out of the in-season tournament because our point differential is not good enough. How many other teams lost one game and their point differential isn't good enough and they're like out? Out after one loss. Like probably like four other, five other teams. Like what the fuck? If you go four and one in the group stage of the in-season tournament, why are you not in the knockout stage? That makes no sense. You have to be perfect. I think it was stupid. Just like also like one extra round of in-season tournament games makes the thing go a little bit later in the season. Makes it into like more of a thing and feel like less Mickey Mouse. Like I don't see like I don't see the who loses in that scenario. Like I think they're doing it like three groups each in each conference right now. Three groups of five or something like that. So this is how I design it if I were if I were them. Three group winners. Basically Three group winners, three second place, and then the best two records of all the third places get to move on to the round of 16 from each of those little, each of the conferences. And then the other conference do the exact same thing. And then, like, I'm sure there's some scheduling, like, fuckery that, like, makes it, like, not work for this to do this. Because every time they have a knockout stage, they have to replace it with like a new matchup of regular season games is kind of confusing, but I think it'd be way better. Like, why are we eliminated after one loss for the in-season tournament? I think it's stupid. Um, yeah. Also, about the courts. They're cool, but not just chill with the colors. Like, I feel like we could have just made it... Like, the old NBA Finals courts that had a massive... Larry O'Brien trophy in the middle of the floor. Like, those were sick, and they weren't, like, crazy stupid fucking colors. Just do that. Make the trophy in the middle of the floor massive, or, like, keep it on the free throw paint. Like, I don't care. Like, like that's cool, but it doesn't need to be purple. It doesn't need to be red. It doesn't need to be blue. Like, that's weird. Like, I, the idea of the courts is that, like, oh, you turn on this game, and you know that it's an in-season tournament game. A big-ass fucking trophy in the middle of the court will tell you that. You don't need it to be red. There needs to be, like, blue. Give people, like, fucking, like, I don't know, epileptic shock. That's not really what that is at all. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't know. That's that's my take. That's my take on the... But, yeah, the Wolves, historically great defensively. Star power should help them score enough. Number one team in the West right now. Nothing to complain about. Really nothing to complain about. Very, it feels very odd... For a Minnesota sports team, I'm knocking on all the wood in my closet right now. Again, recording in the closet so my roommate doesn't think I'm crazy. Um, knocking on all the wood in my closet. That it's capes that stays this way. But it feels very weird for a Minnesota sports team to be, like, objectively one of the best teams in the league and in the one seat. Like, that is very weird. Like, I don't remember the last time that happened. And if, I, if it's happened in hockey that I don't remember, I don't think it has. But if it has now happened in hockey that I don't remember, then, like, sound off in the comments, I guess. I don't really watch hockey. But, like, even the best Vikings here with Favre, we weren't the one seed. I mean, at times we were, I'm sure. So maybe it's since then. 
even last year with the Vikings, we play in the wild card. You know, we were good. We were ne- like everybody knew that we weren't good. Um, or we were good record wise. Everybody knew that we weren't like like. There's nothing you can point to on the Timberwolves right now and be like, yeah, that's a problem. Other than just saying like making sure everybody stays healthy. I mean, sure the half court offense could be better, but like we're so incredibly good in half court defense that I it's just like not a concern. Um, but yeah, it feels weird. It feels very weird knocking on all the wood. I need a Timberwolves jersey. I have an old one. It's Joshua Kogi. I need a new one. I'll ask Loon and my parents for that for Christmas or something. All right, that's Timberwolves. Um, probably gonna record the rest of the pod in the morning. So peace out until the morning, I guess. All right, it is Thursday morning. I'm back to record the rest of the pod. Really don't know why I didn't just, like, record all of it last night, but I was like, I'm done. I'll record the rest of the morning, which is kind of what I planned to do, but I so, you know, had to go. But, yeah, Um, rest of the pod starts now. College football is so sick right now. I, like, wish I was, like, the biggest college football person of all time because I'd be, like, going crazy right now. But um, it's cool as fuck. I feel like there's, um, like, eight teams with a legitimate chance to be in the playoff, which I don't really remember it being like this at any point in the college football playoff um, sort of history. I remember back when it was just the top two teams, you'd have like six or so teams that like potentially could claim to top two some years. That was obviously very rare. Um, But I feel like since this playoff has started, like there's maybe one or two teams each year that um, feel a little bit screwed. Usually like one team. Usually like the fourth and fifth, you can make a claim that one is better than the other and should have been in there instead of whoever but um i don't remember it ever being like this in terms of eight teams with a legitimate case um so in case you don't know which i'm sure you do current rankings are georgia one michigan two washington three florida state four oregon five ohio state six texas seven alabama eight so alabama and georgia play each other this weekend on saturday for the Big Ten Championship. Um, Washington and Oregon, who are 3-5, and five, play each other this weekend for the Pac-12 Championship, and Oregon is a 10-point favorite in that, apparently. Um, let me just check if that's true. I heard that somewhere. Let me just check if that's true. 9.5 right now. Um, <coughs> 9.5 neutral field. Um, favorite, which is crazy um, because they're currently ranked lower. I mean, it's not crazy. They're probably a better football team. But um, And then Michigan plays Iowa in the Big Ten Championship, which they should win that game. Florida State, I assume, plays in a championship game. They play Louisville, um, who are not bad. I mean, they were very good, actually. Um, is Florida State... Okay. So. What do we make of all of this? Um, I'll just throw some predictions in and then, like, see how I feel after those things happen. 
Georgia, I think, will beat Alabama. I think they're the better football team. Um, and they're nearly a touchdown favorite. So I think that is... Um, kind of takes care of that. If Alabama wins, though, they have a claim, you know, they beat the best team. They only have one loss. That was also against a really good team. Um, plus, they're Alabama. You kind of know who they are. Um, they're playing better right now than they were at the beginning of the year, that type of shit. Um, they might have a claim to be in there. But um, they also lost to Texas, who are currently ranked ahead of them and are in basically the same situation. Really good team, lost to a really good team for their only loss. And have some beaten some really good teams. In this case, they've beaten Alabama. Um, that's the type of thing like where if Alabama wins, then it's very difficult to, like, somebody's going to be angry, and justifiably so, pretty much. Um, but I think Georgia's going to win. Michigan will win. I think Oregon beats Washington and Florida State could I you could see that game going either way because they're obviously playing a backup quarterback now. Um, so if I think so, if Florida State loses. Florida State loses, they're gone. Their only claim right now is that they're undefeated. They don't have the strength of schedule. They don't have the big wins like some of these other teams do, and they're losing. They lost their Heisman candidate quarterback. So their only claim is that they haven't lost all year in a Power Five conference, which. Three other teams have currently, um, but or three other teams have that claim currently. But um, oh my god, that's why I should not record in the morning because I yawn. <clears throat> I haven't had my coffee. I never drink coffee. Um, if Florida State loses and Oregon wins, then it should be Georgia, Michigan, Oregon at three. And then you put Ohio State in at four because their only loss was to Michigan, who's obviously like one of the best teams in the country. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's what you do. Because Texas and Alabama, Texas lost to Oklahoma, who's 12th or something right now. Alabama lost to Texas, who's seventh. Michigan losing to... Or, sorry, Ohio State losing to Michigan, who's second, is a better loss, if that makes sense. And um, they've been ranked number one at points this year. And I don't know. I think you'd still do that. And I think the fact that they're ranked ahead of them right now is indication that the committee will do that. So I guess my prediction based on those games is Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, and Ohio State, if Florida State loses. If Florida State wins, I think you have to put Florida State in. Which I think people have been like, there's been a lot of talk around the uh, football sort of spaces that like Florida State doesn't deserve to be there because their quarterbacks hurt and some of their wins against not very good teams like Miami were pretty close. Um, they have a lot of like close wins against teams that aren't very good. Um, Boston College, they beat by two points. I watched Boston College in person this weekend, and they are not a good football team. Um, Clemson's not great this year. They won by a touchdown at an extra point, I guess. Um, they won by a touchdown at an extra point to Miami, who's not that great. Um, Florida, not a good team. They won by nine, and they were trailing at points. So Florida State, 
I don't know, especially without the quarterback. I mean, they beat LSU, who was ranked five at the time, at the very beginning of the year, but LSU is not a great football team. I mean, they're a good football team. They're not um, what they were, um, certainly, with like three losses now. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I think you can't sit there and, and see 13-0 Florida State that won the ACC and say, yeah, you didn't do enough, because they did. I mean, there's nothing more they could have done. But um, I feel like they might be like, we know that Ohio State's better than Because I, if Ohio State and Florida State played today, like, I don't, I like, I think the line is Ohio State by touchdown, maybe, um, or more. But, um, yeah. Also, if you then have, even if Florida State wins and Alabama wins, do you then throw Georgia and Alabama in at the expense of Florida State? Things get very confusing. Um, I'll say this. If every team that's favored to win this weekend wins, I believe the playoff should be Georgia, Michigan, Oregon and Florida State. That is my opinion. Because we saw last year TCU was probably clearly not one of the best four teams. But they won all their games. Um, except for one. But they won all the games. Their record and their body of work was better than all the other teams that they could have picked. And so they deserve to be the four seed. They just did. Um, and then they ended up winning a game. So, you know. How many other how many other programs in this entire in the entire college football can say that they've won a college football playoff game? Like not that many. TCU is one of them, so um, they obviously deserve to be there. And so I think Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, Florida State. Obviously, if Washington beats Oregon, then they're in that type of thing. But that's it. Um, speaking of college football, my college football watching grade for the. Uh, past week was an A plus because I saw a game in person I was there for real um, I saw the Canes play the Boston College Eagles um, in person in Boston um, never been to Boston before so that was cool um, it was a little bit cold I'm not going to lie it was a little bit boring the game I'm not going to lie um, it was like 45 to 14 or something like that. Um, the Canes killed them. Let me look, let me look, let me look. I was there, I should remember. Um, 45 to 20. Um, it's so funny. Um, like everybody around me, like it's convinced, everybody around me at this game was convinced that they were, um, like... Reese Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit, like, everybody was, like, there's a thousand football experts around me, and they're all saying, like, the dumbest shit of all time. Um, it's all, like, the super stereotypical things that, like, everybody says, and, like, you hear on ESPN, like, four times an hour, and they're like, oh, we got to establish the run. Oh, we got to pound that rock. Oh, we got some big guys up front. Like, just, like, the people behind me, there was some little, like, they, I swear they thought they were, I swear to God they thought they were, like, announcing the game. Because they had some little comment about, like, every every play, like, literally every play. They just sat there and, like, talked to the three of them, 
fucking brain trust. Three of them just talk to each other every every after every single play. Every single play. And I'm sitting there telling Loon girlfriend, like, that's not correct. That's not accurate. Whatever. But, um, yeah, uh, it was so funny. Um, Boston College Stadium Review. I don't know. Maybe. Sure. Let's, we'll call this the post-game, even though we're going to talk about the Twins after it. Post-game, Boston College Stadium Review. Alumni Stadium. Um, kind of ass. I'm not going to lie. We had basically 50-yard line seats in, like, the 10th row or something like that. So the seats wailed. Um, or, like, the 14th row. Seats wailed. Honestly, the stadium looks pretty sick from, like, the stands. So, like, sitting out there, like, looking at the stands, it, like, looks sick. Like, it's a pretty big stands, holds, like, 45,000 or something like that. So, like, pretty – I mean, obviously, it's no – it's no uh, it's not an NFL stadium. It's no big house, obviously, but it's like for Boston College on-campus stadium. It's very respectable. Um, looks good. Holds a lot of people. All that stuff. Crowd was mostly full, even though it was Thanksgiving break and cold as shit. Um, so all that was good, but like the concourse is dog shit, and like it feels like a high school stadium in the concourse, just like a really big one. Which I haven't been to that many, like college stadiums, but I imagine that most of them are nicer in the concourse area than this. They had like four bathrooms for the entire stadium for each gender. Um, so like the lines at halftime, which like obviously you got to pee at halftime. That's kind of a thing. Like maybe I'm dumb for peeing at halftime, but like you know, don't want to miss the game. Um, the lines for the bathroom were insane. Just, just like long as shit. I don't know. The line was long. And then I have all these little, like, <laughs> this is the problem too. The line was long as shit. And then I get into the bathroom and all these dumbass little, like 20 year old college kids, which like, I know I used to be one of those, but like they can't fucking stand next to each other at the urinal. Which, like, I get it. You don't stand next to another man at the urinal. But there's a fucking divider, bro. And the line is, like, halfway around the corner of this concourse. Like, you just like go in there and piss. There's a divider. Don't look at the other dudes, like, Peter. And keep it moving. There's a fucking line around the... Like, like, like turning the corner of the end zone on the concourse. There's a line, like, that long. <clears throat> And we're sitting here like, oh, I can't, I, it's gay if I pee next to somebody. Like, what are we doing? There's a divider. There was dividers on every single fucking urinal and dudes weren't peeing in them. I ended up peeing in the short one because some dude, like, they just, like, refused to pee next to I was like, I'll fucking go pee. Anyway, that was dumb. So they lose points for that being full, like, alumni stadium on the review. It loses points for being full of idiots. Um, yeah, so I guess, uh, stands, <coughs> I don't think there's a single, like, actual seat, which is fine, that's pretty normal for college stadium, especially as old as this one was, which is, like, not a big deal, um, but the stands were good, I'll give that, like, a B, concourse was, like, a D, the weather, they can't really control, the um, concessions prices were very good, but 
they gave me a like a, a soft pretzel without any nacho cheese. Like, without any dipping cheese. Like, what the fuck is that? Who, who wants to just eat a plain-ass soft pretzel? Then I was looking around for, like, a station with cheese, and there was no there was no station with cheese. They were just, I was, it was just like, here's your soft pretzel. Just bread and salt. You don't have any dipping cheese. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Um, so that was crazy. Um, hot dogs are small, which that's kind of par for the course, unfortunately. Um. didn't have any bush light but nobody does and i couldn't imagine like wanting to drink a beer when it was like 42 degrees outside but um yeah so overall i'll give it a c c plus probably not a c plus probably a straightforward c i get 75 out of 100 um and the canes wailed but they're i mean their offense is still boring like tyler van dyke is leaving thankfully but their offense is so fucking boring. Um, it's clear that they know he's like limited as a player of football, and they like don't let him. Either they don't let him, or he doesn't do it. They don't let him throw the ball down the field at all. And it's a lot of screen passes and little tunnel screen bullshit, and a lot of running the football. So it's a very very boring offense to watch. Even though we scored forty five, um. Muslim College's offense is honestly way more exciting. They have this like tiny little guy that runs around like Kyler Murray, and he's kind of he kind of wails. Even though like they're clearly not as good, he kind of wails. Um, like he, I'm sure he's not actually very good. And like I think I saw by the game that I watched, he was not actually very good. But the way he plays is just like ten times more exciting than the way the Miami offense played. Anyway, that's that. Um, real quick, twin stuff. Kentamaya is gone. Sonny Gray is gone. Um, Maeda, two years, $24 million to the Tigers in free agency. Sonny Gray, three years, $75 million to the Cardinals. Um, so, here's the thing. Anytime you lose two former Cy Young runner-ups, um from your roster in the same, like, three days, it's not good. Um, so, like, initially you're like, oh, shit, that sucks. But I think it's fine. I think it's okay. Um, we've always co- kind of known what Sonny Gray was and that's somebody who doesn't go deep in ball games. He had such a good ERA this year, as I've said before on this pod, because he'd get taken out before the third time through the order pretty much every time. Um, and so like that, you know, we, I think, could we find another talented player that you can kind of fit into the Rocco Baldelli starting pitcher spreadsheet? Like, I think you can. I think you can. We got Chris Paddock coming back. He's not going to replace Sonny Gray. He's not that player. But he's a good player. Um... I always like, I always liked Pablo Lopez anyway. Is that the right Lopez? It's been a fucking. I think that's right. I mix up the Lopez's as I've mentioned before, and spent a couple months with the twins. I think that's right. Jorge Lopez. Jorge Lopez. God, I fucking suck. I'm looking this up. 
because there's a Jose Lopez, there's a Jorge Lopez, and there's a Pablo Lopez. And they've all been on the Twins at points in the past, like, year and a half. Um, Jorge, I think, is who it is. Um, pitch game one, maybe. Oh, shit. Okay, hold up. How do I even find this? Stand by. This is great potting for me. Figuring out which Lopez it is. We won this game. That, that's it. It's Pablo Lopez is the good one. Shit. Fuck that up every time. All right. <laughs> I like Pablo Lopez better <laughs> than Sonny Gray. I always did, even though he wasn't. Um, he, he himself was like seventh in Cy Young voting or something like that, which is great. Um, but yeah. Sonny Gray is obviously the bigger loss. Kenta Maeda is, like, washed at this point. Um, his velocity was down. He wasn't all that effective at any really point this year. Um, and what if I told you that he was also better in his Cy Young year because um, Rocco Baldelli was working around what he does well and keeping him away from things that he doesn't do well. Um, which he'll continue to do that. I mean, I don't think anybody thought Kenta Maeda was a Cy Young caliber pitcher before he came to us or since he's... And I don't think he is now that he's leaving... I don't know. Sonny Gray has always been a good player. He's always been a good pitcher. He's never been close to sort of Cy Young level. Certainly wasn't with the Yankees. Was a little bit maybe early with Oakland, but um, hasn't really been close to Cy Young level in a while, and we turned him into that in in some ways. Um, so can we go do that with somebody else? I believe we can. I don't know the free agent pitchers off the top of my dome right now, but um, I think it's something that we could make happen uh, um, whether it's with Chris Paddock whether it's with um, somebody that's out there on the, on the market um, there's not like a ton of people available I'm looking up right now Shohei Otani I mean that'd be sick <laughs> but Sonny Gray was probably one of the bigger names on the market and we were ne- but the thing is like we were never going to sign him for 75 million for three years we just never were it was never going to happen we're cutting budget and all this other stuff um, and we go let rich teams make that move, and that's what we did. <coughs> Cardinals are a pretty rich team. They went to they made that move, um, and then we'll get more out of a uh, cheaper player than hopefully other teams can't. Good old buddy Kyle Gibson's free agent again. That'd be hilarious to bring him back. Um, we're ranking twenty four. Oh, 2024 MLB free agent pitchers tops 30 ranked. Shohei Otani, Yashinobi Yamamoto. He's a Japanese person. Um, Aaron Nola, Blake Snell, obviously these are really good players. Jordan Montgomery. So, like, any one of them would be sick, obviously. Um, Eduardo Rodriguez, I can see, is bringing in. Giolito, he kills us. Might as well have him on the team. You know, there's options out there that we can turn into something, I think. Um... So, yeah, I don't think it's a big deal, basically. It doesn't feel nice, but we knew it was going to happen, and I don't think it's a big deal. And that's and also, there's like a thousand young arms in the, in the not a thousand, but like a lot of really good young arms that are 
sort of on the edge of AAA to the majors right now, um, or got some major league playing time this past season that could be like more involved in the future. That's guys like um, Louis Varland fall into that category. I think Cody Funderburg falls in that category. Obviously Bailey Ober um, has sort of more established himself in the major league level, but he's somebody that can take a, maybe a step up um, in the order of the rotation, something like that. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be fine. Nobody thought coming into the year that, wow, Sonny Gray, like he's going to save us. Nobody thought that. And then he ended up, nearly winning Cy Young. By the way, he was never going to win the Cy Young, but, like, because it was always going to be um, Gary Cole. But, you know, there just weren't a lot of good pitchers, and being second place isn't as crazy of an accomplishment as it might seem. But um, it's obviously great, but I don't think anybody watched Sonny Gray all year was like, yeah, this guy's dominant. Like, I love him. Like, he's really, he was really good, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, all right. Post-game was the review of the alumni stadium and the dumbasses who can't fucking pee next to each other. Um, uh, Emoji is, I don't know, the Eagles. Eagle emoji, that's one of them, right? 